okay, so you know how everyone always thinks that necromancy is, like, evil? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think there's ever a good time to do necromancy? Like, what if you just raise the bodies of dead people? Well, I mean, like, well, I, mean, I feel like necromancy has a bad life. Are. Yeah, I mean... I mean, what what is what is uh when, when you race a corpse? I mean, it's just, it's uh, a meat and bones. The yeah, soul theoretically left. How did you guys right? get in here? Uh, I'm sorry. You left the door open. Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah. Ah. And I left the mics on. Well, that was my fault, wasn't it? Yeah. Well. Mm-hmm. I. Uh, I definitely got. Again. I've got to be the first in. I, I see that now. Huh? All right. All right. This is your fault. Uh, it was. I, something to be desired. I'll take full responsibility for bringing you guys into this. That's good. That's, Don't do it again. Yeah. yeah. Well, welcome back, everyone. Thank you for uh, for coming back. Uh, thank you for listening to our craziness. And uh, just thank you in general. And uh, we're going to start the show off like we always do. We'll do a roll call. We'll just see who's here. Um, today, we, we have Clay, as usual. Hello. We right. have the sweet Bree with us today. Hello. We've got Ryan, the regular. Hey. Uh, and today we have Joey. Joey is back. He is off the road. He is no longer traveling. Well, he might be traveling, but at least he's in front of a computer today. So we do have him for today's <laughs> show. Um, sad news. We have lost the man behind the curtain. Um, he got a real job. Yeah, Nathan God, died in a tragic editor accident. Imagine yeah. having a job in 2020. Yeah. He was typing and his hands fell off. It's crazy. It's impressive. But we're happy for him. Yes. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, he he's in a better place. I mean, okay, guys, we've got to give him a gold star. Hold on. Hold on. All right. All right. <laughs> Figure that out. This is an audio platform. <laughs> and we keep doing this. We keep trying to do graphical jokes in an audio platform. We just say the... we gave him a gold star. Look, there's a gold star right there. Wow. Boom. It's not beautiful. <laughs> Congratulations. So beautiful. This, this podcast is dedicated to you. Honestly, I don't think his job's that hard. I mean, just giving gold stars to people, right? That's what he does. Right? I mean, yeah. he gives gold yeah, stars. Anyone can do that. Anyone can do that. Well, we will miss uh, we will miss his uh, his banter um, the first three <laughs> seconds of the program and maybe maybe towards the end you know when he pop up again but no but we will miss him he is still working he is uh, or working on the podcast with us he is still doing a, a lot of the behind scenes uh, we just won't be able to hear his voice um, well, we really didn't hear his voice that much and anyway <laughs> poor Nathan we heard it in our hearts that's I right. Guess that's this, right this whole few minutes has just been saying. No big loss. Yeah. <laughs> so bad. You're so evil. You're really going to say that on the episode dedicated to Nathan. Wow. wow. I mean, wow. Wow. Yes. Oh, man. I hope Our... that when he's uploading this episode, he doesn't cry himself to sleep. That's implying that he listens to our episodes. He's going to um, cut all of you out. Oh. He has he has editing capabilities, guys. I'm just saying this first sure. twenty second, you know, or, well, actually, the first ten minutes are probably not even going to be there. Uh, bet. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Nathan. Yeah. Uh, and and we hope that maybe um, his you know his job will give him some flexibility down the road. We'll see. Uh, he definitely still wants to be part of it, so we will uh, we'll uh, keep pushing on that, and hopefully he will be back. 
So who wants to start today? I, I kind of hate pushing fingers and pointing at people. I'll get some some input. Who wants to go first? Who's who's crazy enough to dive in first? I know Joey has a lot to say, um, but I think <laughs> I'm going to jump in front have of him, time. I guess. Yeah, I know. So uh, I, I thought we would start this week off um, going over something that I missed last week. Uh, you guys did not uh, pick the Rock of Pocket Filling uh, as one of the cursed objects, mm. and I thought that was a shame because the Rock of Pocket Filling is awesome. Uh, can anyone guess what the Rock of Pocket Filling does? We're going to single out Joey. Oh, that obviously fills your pockets with rocks. Wrong. What? See, that's what I thought, too. Darn. That's where I would have gone. Well, see, no, it actually, that, that actually is exactly what it does. A half-pound rock that will teleport into your pocket bag or other available storage of the first person to touch it, besides the caster of the curse, after it has left their sight. It does this forever. So, it's, it's a wondrous item, but it's also just marked uncommon. Like, it's not even rare. So there are a decent amount of rocks of pocket filling out there. So if you guys find any rocks in your bag, throw it away, turn around, and just kind of see what happens. I feel like that's a summer project for all them evil wizards out there. I feel like it was exclusively one wizard who made probably like half a million of these. He probably just really bitter one day and went around and was like, you know what? Everybody doesn't like my spells? Well, guess what? You're going to have rocks in your pockets for the rest of time. It's just I'm gonna do it on a bunch of random rocks. See what happens. You I'm not guys, gonna seems like a all, you, all of you are the glasses half empty. Think of it about what you could do with that. Yeah. I mean, that is a returnable weapon. You can throw it at something well, and it I comes mean, back. It's more of a blessing than a cursing. Well, here's the thing. It's kind of a returning weapon. It might go into your bag and then you have to spend an entire action searching through your backpack See, to pull out your rock. Here's the you thing. Get it back. Make sure you don't have a bag on you when you pick it up. That way it goes into your pocket. That's right. You don't have anywhere else for it to go. <laughs> yeah. now, here's the question. If you break the rock, like if it shatters or something, do you have a bunch of True. rocks of pocket filling? You know, it's I like, feel like a discretion. Yeah. But I think <laughs> I think in the end it's gonna end up being like gravel of pocket filling. And that's just annoying. You could have returning pocket sand. Oh, oh my, my gosh. Oh, <laughs> When does it stop being a wondrous item? When does it stop being cursed, and when does it start being a good magic item? (laughs) (laughs) No, man. Like, but we also have to consider it's very ambiguous as to when, after it leaves your possession, that it teleports back. Because you could just be mid-throw, and it's just going to go back in your pocket. Like as soon as it leaves from your fingers. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It could just be like a psych rock where you like just do it to fake people out, where you're like, and then they flinch, and you're like, ha. Well, I mean, you could do that with like. A minor illusion cantrip too, but I see your point. I mean, you could give all it to us a wizards. All right, all right. But what about instead of a rock, it's a ball, and you give it to your um, your ranger beastmaster. They try yeah, playing with their dog or their good. animal, <laughs> and it's just that's just cruel. Yeah, I think that's in the Geneva Convention. It that's, should be if it's not, up, man. Honestly, <laughs> no. Cursed well, again. Uh... There's that, and then I wanted to. Uh, bring this up this is a magical item that i found that i thought was really cool so for those of you who are not very strong which is most of us for some weird reason we don't always end up getting a lot of score and strength not you metal man hey um metal man's weakest one in the party i think he is yeah (laughs) (laughs) what he lacks in strength he makes up for in making me make bad decisions that the dm brings back 
several campaigns later. <laughs> I really thought you were going to say heart, and I was about to was about not correct. have a heart either. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'm looking for that right now. It's actually made a story quest. They call me the Tin Man. But uh, whatever the, the gnomes put inside you when they built you. Uh. Moving on. So <laughs> for those of you that aren't strong, I guess like Tin, yeah. there okay. is an item called the Gauntlets of Ogre Power. And these gauntlets will give you a strength score of 19 while you wear them. Ooh. So Ooh. if your strength is already 19 or higher, it doesn't do anything. There's no other effects. It literally just gives you 19 strength if you wear them, which is insane. Like, anyone can wear them. It's, and it makes you think. I think the gauntlets of ogre power are a little ogre power, don't you think? Uh, I mean, yeah, because it just boosts. One. Yeah. But isn't just, it like legendary or rare? It's uncommon. It's uncommon? Yeah. That's it's a wondrous uh, item, but it's uncommon. Common. Yeah. That's kind of strong. I've well, seen several in campaigns. Have but you? then again, I mean, if you're playing a strength based character, you probably have that or higher. Yeah. I mean, okay. Also, my biggest gripe with them is why is it 19 strength? Yeah. Yeah. What's <laughs> up with that? It could just be 18. Right? And you can't go above 19 because the item says that it specifically sets your strength score to 19. So you if get you have like magic item, that's plus one to strength. Well, that's the thing. Those kinds of things don't really exist in 5e. You don't have like a ring that gives you plus one strength. I guess your DM could like home rule it. But then also you'd have to figure out which one would overrule the other because if you had a plus one strength on your like 16 strength that brought it up to 17. And then you put on your gauntlets to change your strength to 19, which one takes precedence, you know? Well, all I'm reading on this is just that it makes your strength score 19 while you wear them. So I don't I don't think it would do anything. That's true. They have That's no true. effect if the strength is 19 or higher. So I don't right. think anything can make it higher. I think you're just stuck at 19. <laughs> which, again, begs the question, why 19 instead of 18? There's no well, reason. So, well, so it's given well, out less well, to other people. Listen, listen. Uh, Listen. If you look up ogre, ogre, the strength of an ogre is 19. Okay, but like, why not 18? <laughs> well, <laughs> mind blown. Okay, Joey, <laughs> you you do realize that there are creatures and critters out there with a strength higher than 19. An ogre just happens to have 19. Mm -hmm. That's just it's just that's the way it is. Mm -hmm. So but like they could have picked any number though. Joey, are you are you arguing like over the Wizards of the Coast <laughs> choice of using a specific number? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Why? I mean that that yeah. sounds exactly what I'm doing because it's like it's like you do 1.5 damage except not even that. It's it's less than that. Joey, it's like you you move you move seven feet. I want you to go back a few episodes to me and Ryan's conversation about the CR rating of 100 hamsters, and I want you to just spend a lot of time thinking about that with mm -hmm. that mindset. And well, to when be you fair, end up a babbling fool, just come back so I can throw rocks at you. To be fair, hamsters can't attack. See, you say that. I disagree. I've been yeah. bitten by a hamster. I agree. Yeah, so have I. But like, They're vicious. Well, like, what? You break some skin? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. a hundred. You ever heard of a death by a thousand cuts? You know, I hate to say this, but we're not hardened warriors. Death by any kind. 
I okay. believe the reason they picked a 19, just this is my summation, but mm -hmm. I believe is that way they didn't have to go to 20 and they still got the plus four bonus. Well, you get a plus four at 18. Exactly. exactly. Oh, so, yeah, that's true. That is. Yeah. That's right. Okay. And there's not really, as far as I remember, it's just pure I, anarchy. I don't think there's really strength drain in fifth edition either. There isn't really stat drain of any kind, if I remember correctly. Okay. Um, Unless there's something that like actually calls on you to like to refer to the actual score of your string. Yeah. Like a couple I don't of things know. do. But even then. So anyway, the, the gauntlets of ogre power. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. I like how I, I made the best pun and none of you reacted to it. Yes I did. I I chuckled. Thank you. Ha 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 ha, that was so funny. You know what? We need to laugh nineteen times. <laughs> I, I would appreciate it. <laughs> Oh, that's sorry. It's sad. So those are right. two of my uh, my magical items. If we have time a little later, I'll tell you about the talking doll. But ooh, I actually uh, know about that one. You know stuff? Holy crap! I do know that's stuff crazy. because I am playing an artificer, and that's one of their uh, infusions they can do. Really? Can, but yeah, they can make a talking doll. You know, I feel like they can make any common talking um, about artificers. Yeah. The artifices are fun. That's but like, be. but like, is it magic or is it engineering though? That's the real question. That's the could mystery. be there. It's, it's a mystery. Only you can decide. <laughs> I get, to, I get to decide. No, yeah. no, okay. wait, no. <laughs> no, it's something well, like, like you get to decide the actual canon version of artifice or magic slash well, engineering. Well, <laughs> what's the name of the guy that invented D and D again? Gary Gygax. Oh my Call god, me Gary Gygax. He was the co, I would say that yeah. Yeah, there's that other guy who nobody ever remembers. <laughs> that well, I mean, a uh, name like Gary Gygax, it just kind of rolls off oof. the tongue, right? Yeah, it's the alliteration. He's got a superhero name, to be honest. You <laughs> know, really like does. Peter Parker. Yeah, exactly. Guy yeah. was made for Marvel. <laughs> All right. Well, Clay, I'm sorry that you cannot decide on the canonicity of uh, whether it's engineering or magic, but what you can decide on is uh which one of these three things that i'm about to read you is real Ooh, um i can do both joey told me that i'm gary no. gygax you're doing this he now. is gary gygax i can confirm <laughs> he can vouch all right well, so, um, i've been uh i've been forced yeah i've shanghaied this bit um Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so uh welcome to uh two truths and or two who lies in a truth? Ooh. That would have been. He tried switching it up on you. No, oh, man. Uh, <laughs> I made it. So, um, this is the segment where uh, I read out three uh, things, and one of them is a real thing that you can find in licensed Wizards of the Coast books. And uh, the other two are things that I just made up. And we get to find out if uh, Clay can figure out which one is real and which ones aren't. So. Yay. Um, today's topic is feats. It's been a while since we've done anything based on feats. What about uh, hands? It was a no, very, no very hands. short second. Sorry. Very confused. Just yeah. Catch hands um, <laughs> oh my goodness. It's like, it's like hurting cats today. Come on, everybody. All right, all right. My bad. Nathan's not here to tell us to get along. So. That's right. <laughs> okay. So um, the first feat that I have for you here, Clay is um, a feat that lets you juggle your weapons, um, at least in like flavor, which is basically just a flashy way of cl quickly swapping between weapons in combat. That's awesome. Yeah, so you could be like juggling that. two swords and a pistol, and um, 
basically you could like shoot at somebody and then swap back to your melee weapons without having to use your item interaction, which is cool. Uh, yeah, I, I like the idea of uh, being able, like having a gun and a sword. Mm -hmm. Like it just sword gun. It tickles me. Moving on. Uh, on the, next the next one is that there is a feat that gives your character a bunch of random knowledge, like um, which way is north, and um, what time the sun sets, and a bunch of other weird stuff that doesn't really matter. So my character has an internet connection. Yeah. yeah my um, character is just a regular person with an internet connection. Okay, cool. Yeah, so exactly. you get a phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the third one is that there is a feat that makes you more attuned to animals and lets you convey simple ideas to them non-verbally by using like gestures and stuff. Um, and also, it lets you ride animals that can't be traditionally ridden as mounts. So, you ever wanted to ride like a tiger? There you go. Or a dinosaur. Yeah. Okay. Or a dinosaur. So or let's. Dinosaur. Yeah. We're gonna work our way through this. I've gotten better at this, audience. Um, for those, if you want to hear me uh, get really upset about it, go back a few episodes because you will. Um, I shout a lot. We're, we're going to go through this. So there's, as much as I would love to be able to juggle weapons, just in general, because I think that that's awesome, um, and I think it's a really flashy way to uh, kill your enemies, I don't think that that's real. That's just, I know, looking over that feats page, because I've looked over it like a dozen times, I would have seen it. <laughs> I would have seen it, and I would have picked it. I would have changed everything to have it. No way. No. Next one was um, random knowledge, the internet connection. And that seems... Like, it would be useful, but I, I'm trying to have more faith in Gary Gygax myself and Wizards of the Coast. Um, and because, I, while that's useful, like, it doesn't seem that useful. Unless there was some sort of mechanic to whatever. I'm, I'm thinking about this too much. I am going to go with the last <laughs> one, because that absolutely sounds like something a druid would have. I think that that's true. Um, but I also want to hear what Joey has to think, because he is a very special person, and I value his input. That is a lie. That's nice. Um, I know exactly <laughs> which one it is, because I spent a lot of time on the feed page as well. Ooh, okay. Um, well, then, let's go to... Uh, I'm excluded. <laughs> <laughs> to Bree. Well, I don't think I don't think Ryan specified that it was a druid thing. Um, no, he didn't. It just sounds like something a yeah. druid would have. Yeah. We should um, clarify though. Is it uh, a leveling feat, like feat at like fourth and eighth level, or is it a racial feat? Oh no, it's not. There's no prerequisites. Okay. For any of these. Well. I already walked in my answer. What was your what was your final answer? Um, he went with the feat that makes you more attuned to animals, lets you convey simple ideas to them non-verbally through gestures, and lets you ride animals that can't be traditionally ridden as mounts. I think I'm gonna go with the random knowledge. Mm. The feat that lets you know things like which way is north. Yeah. Okay. So. Um. Uh, Clay, uh, I, I have to ask, even though I already know, so uh, your final answer was the, the, the animals one? Yes, and uh, okay, you have cool. to ask because you really hope that I'm going to change my mind because I'm right, aren't I? Ooh, sorry, Clay, not this week. Uh, actually, the correct answer was um, the feat that lets your character know a bunch of things, like which way is north, and remember Yay! everything that you've seen or heard for the past month. I believe it's called Keen Mind. Um, it's called eidetic memory. 
That's, yeah, it's pretty dumb. That's just being smart. Um, yeah. Honestly, the entire point of this feat is basically just if you're forgetful as a player, uh, your character can remember everything, so you can just bully your DM for information. Yep. <laughs> or That's if you're playing a survival game. campaign, you know, it'd be good to know how much three, time you have. That feels Hand. cool. Hand. Never bully the DM. Yeah, Hint. well. But I mean, always bully the DM. <laughs> bully the DM as much as you can without, um, like calling. You want to keep them on. right below their tipping point. Right, exactly. <laughs> right before That's... the invocation of wrath. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm. What uh, for free? <laughs> well, we'll give you a. a... Here's I, a gold star. gold star. Yeah, yeah, more Yay. gold stars. There, there it is, right there. Right there. Look at it. Everyone, the yeah. Domino told me it was the uh, it was the middle one. So, my <laughs> my cat, my companion. Oh. Domino really is a long time D and D player, so I'm not surprised that she would know about that. Yeah. yeah. I just want to go into Hard the RP, Wizards too. of the Coast headquarters and just start yelling at anybody that I can see. <laughs> Everyone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> coming in hot. You know, Clay, you just, you're learning all this stuff. You look, look what you're going to be able to do. You're going to be able to play any character <laughs> and you're going to know everything that's out there. This is good for you. See, I feel that's the case, but I feel like it's going to, my D&D time is most likely just going to end up the same way that playing Skyrim ends up with me, which is that I try to do something different and in the end I'm a stealth archer every time. 100% <laughs> of the time I always end up as the same thing. I'm always going to end up being a rogue. You go, hockey rogue. It's always you go, gonna yeah, happen. I'm going to go a two-handed build this time, and then you end up with a Thieves' <laughs> Guild again. Yeah, I'm going to go a bruiser ten hours later, crouching with a bow. <laughs> and by the way, Clay, mm -hmm. just so you know, yeah. Dave Amason. Dave Amason. That's the other guy. That's the co-creator of D&D. Never forget, Dave Amason. Gary Gygax is dead. Is Dave Amistad, whatever his name is, is he alive? God. You know what? That's a good question. No respect for anything. I would ask Nathan to look it up, but he is, uh, has no, lost his he, hands in an editing He also he passed uh, in 2009. That's yeah. sad. I can't yell at him. Yeah. I'll just write a letter and I'll leave it on his uh, on his grave, I guess. Dang. Thanks, Dave. Yeah. Sorry Thanks, we forget about you. you all the time. Dave and Gary sound exactly like the names of the people that I would imagine inventing <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, they really do, don't they? It's Dave and Gary. Anyway. But uh, it's good that we've had both of them because without them, their their input, we wouldn't have the game that we uh, we love so much. It's so true. Yeah, true heroes. Thanks, guys. Uh, there were, you know, several other, uh, you know, influences on it, but those two were the main driving. Uh, forces for the creation of the game so we not thank all them. heroes wore capes but most of them have alliteration <laughs> in their names <laughs> yes i like that good job joey thank you i'll be here all we, week yeah. <laughs> gonna, we might keep you might might so good good job brie um i'm glad that one of us listens and actually uses their brain when we're going <laughs> through these puzzles i'm just happy because the last three times or maybe even two. Clay's got it right, and I have it, so it feels good. I, it was all because of Dom. So yeah, I'll, the, just, I'll just bring her in. The uh, universe is back into a position. It was uh, quite a you know 
out of just a position because he had gotten two row two in a row so yeah, yeah it's bad. probably good clay I, you know as much as i'd like you to be right I, I i need the world to be right first okay i don't think you do want me to be right i think that this <laughs> section only works because i'm wrong so often <laughs> now clay don't don't take it that way Oh, no, don't take, we, don't take it, it true. Take it that I way, promise please. it's not that way. It's total. <laughs> it's that way. It is. Move on. I'm sick of this. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a good one. I do appreciate that. Um, I have a question for you guys. Uh, I was uh, on Quora um, last couple of days, and one of them came up. Um, it was kind of interesting. I had never thought about it that way. But uh, they were discussing the do former DMs make uh, better players? Uh, it actually, uh, this was in the Dungeon Masters deep dive, and it was shared by a Scott Hollingsworth. And it, he basically said, um, former DMs make awesome and forgiving players. And it goes on to talk about, uh, you know, it's asking how many of your players also run their own games. And of course, this would be Ryan. And uh, are there problem behaviors that DM turn players more likely to exhibit? And um, I'm thinking they probably add. What do you guys think? Do you think they're, they're are they more problematic because they have played the, you know, they've been the DM in other campaigns or do you think that they, they add to it? Or is that actually, you know, are you, are you actually crossing over into like metagaming? Because I think that, that comes down I think to uh, it, just, it, you know, Joey? Yeah. You go ahead. I want to hear what you have to say. Oh, thank It's so kind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. You know, I, I was going to say, I think it really depends on the person, mm. like it, how they were as a DM and how they play. I think if they're really good at like not metagaming and just like kind of letting their DM go, like unless they like ask for input, like for a new DM, if they want to know. Uh, if, if they just let them go and just kind of play their character and focus more on their character than like the actual entirety of a game like a DM would, um, I think they would be a great character because they're role playing all the time, all the NPCs and all that. So they'd have a lot of experience and different point of views and better understanding of the DM were um, empathy. So they, yeah. I, I like think that. empathy is the right word. But... Well, they would have empathy for the DM because they, you know, yeah. Until you've actually been the DM, you you, you don't know how hard yeah, you, it is. Exactly. Exactly. And, and what you've got. I mean, you know, and the thing is, is you know, I think it's it's tough for a DM to maybe get out of that. But I think it, if you've got a a person who's played for years, has DM'd mm -hmm. for years, I think they're going to realize, you know, that they don't want to mess up the campaign. And I think mm -hmm. they would be, you know, I, I honestly think Ryan has done a very good job in our campaign, being very true to his character and not uh, doing things, um, you know, that would be out of character. Mm -hmm. But I, I also wonder, you know, in the back of my mind, am I more concerned with him as being a DM mm. and actually knowing, you know, 5e better than I do? Right. Yeah. So. I get that. So that's like another point of view. Like, how would a DM feel if they were um, DMing for another DM? Like, how? Yeah, like, how would it affect them? What would a campaign um, of only DMs look like? Anarchy. I feel like it would just <laughs> stop. <laughs> I don't think that it could work. I think that it could go really well 
My biggest issue as a DM is finding ways to actually surprise players that are DMs, right? Yeah. Because, you know, if you throw a gelatinous cube at them, they're going to be like, oh, I know what that is. And even if they don't metagame, it's not going to be, like, super fun, you know? It's not going to match the same experience of you, for the first time ever in a game, experiencing a gelatinous cube. Right. So, um, basically, the way that I try and get around that, personally, is just, um, like, taking something that I think is either really weird that I've never heard of out of the monster manual or just making up my own creatures by picking something that looks cool and changing its stat block around a little bit. Um, And that's cool because you get to have your like experienced players who are DMS and have probably been through the monster manual be like, Oh, that's weird. I don't know what that is. I'm actually maybe scared of this. (laughs) Or you can like, them into thinking that something is super tough and then you subvert their expectations like maybe you have something that very likely resembles like a beholder or a dragon or something but it's not that and then they're Death dragon. overly scared for no reason so yeah and I've, I've heard of that like I uh, I heard something similar reading through reddit for people that um, there was a DM asking a question about how to run a game for people that have played a lot and uh, have a habit of metagaming, right? You know, without meaning to, because they know, already know so much about the game. And they said, take regular monsters from the monster manual, and change what they're weak against, and change their hit dice, mm-hmm. and don't tell anybody. <laughs> so, and just if they seem to be trying to metagame, it's not going to work, and now they're going to have to approach it differently again. And just it's the same monster; they just you've changed it a little bit, and you know, it, it keeps things fresh. And you don't right. have to constantly keep coming up with something new. You can just be like, yeah, no, it doesn't work like that in this one. Have fun figuring it out. Oh, yeah, this troll, he's not weak to fire damage. He's weak to lightning. So um, yeah. sorry yeah. that you picked fireball instead of lightning bolt. Crazy yeah, how you would just pick fireball out of nowhere. Though I guess every wizard I mean, picks fireball. I mean, <laughs> it's yeah. fireball still. But... Fireball, yeah. <laughs> That's how you defeat 100 hamsters. A fireball. <laughs> fireball. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could defeat them just as easily if they were in a straight line with a lightning bolt, is all I'm saying. I mean, but have you, you ever tried getting up. hamsters in a straight line? I feel like this is a good segue for the beginning of our next podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think we, uh, we, we've we reached uh, our end on this one. I think we've done pretty good. So yeah. um, we can we can come back with the uh, metamorphosed uh, hamster line in, in our next show. And uh, we'll go from there. But hey, everyone, thanks for uh, joining us. And uh, Joey, welcome back. Um, and uh, we do miss we do miss Nathan. I, I don't care what Clay says. We do miss him. And I, uh, I miss him. And hopefully, uh, like I said, his, uh, his schedule will free up and he'll be back. But for right now, uh, we'll call it for this week. You guys have a wonderful week. And uh, we will uh, be back next week. I Bye. hope. See, you say that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so everyone. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye. See you. Have to be unlocked door. Remember to lock it next time.